Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're uncertain about what you really want or unsure how to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we raise our vibration, we heighten the collective consciousness, and that, my friends, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host of the Joyful Journey podcast. And today I'm excited to introduce you to Melissa Dealey. While I talk a lot about listening to and following your soul voice, it's important that we look at the trifecta of our beingness, our mind, body, and soul to create harmony in our life. This is why I invited Melissa to be a guest on our show. Melissa is an integrative health practitioner and holistic health coach and guide. She is also the creator and host of the podcast, Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call. Melissa recognizes that most of us haven't been taught how to optimize our health and that we have many daily habits that are negatively impacting our well-being. She says that public health and our school systems simply don't teach us enough about nutrition, sleep, stress, gut health, or how interconnected our bodies are. Melissa is passionate about guiding people on their health journey, as she believes health is wealth. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me, Anita. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you join us too. And I want you to start, if you will, by sharing a little bit about your personal story that led you to where you are today and the work you do. Absolutely. And that story goes back to almost exactly seven years now. I was in the corporate world, a busy mom, wife, you know, 24 year career. And uh, one day I was notified that I had an hour to clear out my desk and no word of thanks. And that happened when Big Fish bought Little Fish and Big Fish didn't need me anymore. And in that moment, I knew three things. I was never going to work for someone else again. Mm. Whatever I did next had to be more of service to humanity and the planet. And the third thing was, I had no idea what that was going to be, but I was open to being guided. Awesome. And later that year, I found a company that specialized in brain health. And I thought that was really interesting. Brain supplementation, in fact. And that was my first aha, because I thought to myself, well, I use my brain 24-7. And no one's ever taught me that I could be doing more for my brain nutritionally. And I knew we had near epidemic levels of Alzheimer's and dementia on one side of the equation. But on the other side of my equation, I had a grandmother who was 99 years old, still living at home, caring for herself and a good cognitive function. Hmm. And I thought, how do I make sure I'm on her path? Yes, I have good genes, but is that enough? And I started thinking about her life. Well, she was born in Christchurch, New Zealand, in the bottom corner of the world back in 1916, before you know so many toxins have been introduced into the world, growing all their food on their property. And then I looked at my life. I was raised in Tokyo, Japan in the 1970s in the height of manufacturing plants spewing out toxins. Mm-hmm. Now, I loved growing up in Japan. It was a fabulous life, but I also knew 
I was way more toxic than my grandmother ever was. Hmm. And so I was behind the eight ball. So as I started learning about the brain and about toxins and how they impact our health, I then had my oldest daughter in, uh, sustain a concussion in her first grade 12 soccer game of the season. And I started going with her to her appointments because I realized she wasn't in a situation or didn't have the cognitive function with this concussion to go to the appointment, hear what they had to say and come home and tell me so that I could support her between her appointments. So in doing that, I was continuing to learn about the brain. And two months later, I'm driving to Vancouver and I get a phone call from the high school that could I please go and pick up my younger daughter because she has a suspected concussion from a grade eight gym class. Oh and my goodness. In that moment, I looked out over the water to the horizon, up to the heavens and said, really, <laughs> this is how you're teaching me my path or showing me my path. Please stop taking out my children. I only have two daughters. So there oh, wasn't goodness. anyone else to take out, but now I have two very different concussions in the house. I'm going to both of their sets of appointments for that reason. And I realize what do other people do that are trying to heal from something that don't have a mom that conveniently isn't working right now mm, to go to all of these appointments with them and guide them on their healing journey and hold them to what they need to be doing between mm. appointments. And I realized there was this huge gap in the market, not just for recovering from concussion, but anything. Cause when you're in it, you're in the mess and it's a really stressful place to be, but the human body doesn't heal in a stressful place. So how much better is it if you can be guided so you can relax and just follow the steps that you're told to follow, right? And so that's what I was doing for my kids. And I'm in a small town and people knew our story and people started asking for help. You know, I've got a son with a concussion. I've got an employee. How do I get them back to work? My spouse has a concussion. And before long, I was actually asked to work at a holistic clinic to help other people recover from concussions. And the great news is, is both my daughters fully recovered. And I did want to work at this holistic clinic, but I couldn't get insurance because I didn't have any qualifications. Hmm. So I decided, well, maybe I need to go back to school and what should I do? And ever since I've been let go, life coach was in the back of my head, but it hadn't really landed, but I thought, okay, I better do this. And I called a friend who was a life coach and said, where did you get your certification? And his response was, you don't need to be a life coach. You need to be a health coach. And I went, what, what's that? <laughs> Never even heard that term before. Right. So again, you know, another sign, the penny dropped and I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. And I started researching health coaching schools and found one that I loved almost immediately and kind of went, oh, I need to check out a few more, but came back to that first one, of course, and started that within 10 days. They had an intake and I started and I never looked back from that moment. But in those early days, that's when I kept having more ahas, like I'm over 40. What do you mean? How come nobody ever told me that about my body or this, or how come I never knew that before? And I realized that, you know, in my busy life, I never took nutrition courses through school or university, et cetera. I didn't ever plan to become a doctor. I'm still not a doctor and still don't plan to become a doctor, but I hadn't had, I didn't choose courses along that health route. So I had no other opportunity to learn 
because I was busy working and raising kids and being a wife and all of those things. And I realized, well, if I don't know this, there's probably a whole slew of other people out there that don't know this. And I can pay it forward and teach people. Because as you mentioned in the introduction, there are truly so many habits we have in our modern day life that are negatively impacting our health outcomes. And we simply don't know it. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what we don't know. But when we do know, we can choose to do better, right? And so getting this information out is very important to me because we can help people change those outcomes. I feel like you have more to say. I was just going to say, so that's how I got into health okay. coaching, loved it so much. And then I was introduced to the world of integrative health yeah. and the ability to run functional medicine labs at home for people and then get to the root cause of what's going on with their health. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, what I'm looking for is the imbalances in the body. As I said, I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose. I don't cure. I simply look for the imbalances because the body always wants to be imbalanced. And when there are imbalances, that's when things go wrong and we get illness. Uh-huh. So when we know what those imbalances are, then we know how to bring the body back into balance, at which point it will heal itself. Uh-huh. That's, that's really interesting. Um, I've got so many questions that are uh, competing for <laughs> my time right now. And I want, okay. I want to start with, uh, I love the title of your, your podcast. Don't wait for your wake up call. We, we know that drinking and smoking and eating processed foods is bad for us yet. We continue to indulge and often we indulge excessively. Why do you suppose that most people don't make the changes until their body breaks down? Because we have been raised in most cases to believe that we don't have to prioritize our health. Mm. If we get sick, we go to the doctor, they give us a pill and they make us better. And so we're giving up our power to someone else. And Mm. it's the mindset that we don't have to actually take responsibility for our health. And with that comes the mindset of it won't happen to me. And so again, that's something that I really try to work with people and educate and want to get that message out there that, as you said, health is wealth or health is our greatest asset. And when we prioritize our health, we have the energy to do everything else that we want in life and we can do it for a really long amount of time. Like my grandmother, she ended up dying at 101 in her sleep, in her own home. I mean, what an amazing life, right? Whereas in Canada and the US right now, the stats are that people are spending on average 10 years in a nursing home dying. Oh my gosh. That is not living, right? No. They say we're living longer, but we're not really living longer. We're dying longer. Right. And when we understand that what we do today impacts our health outcomes for the future, mm-hmm. and we recognize that our health is our greatest asset, and we, we can prioritize it because we understand this, then we get to live all the way as long as we can, right? We don't have 10 years in a nursing home. Yeah. And our world has changed so much since the day my grandmother was born. 144,000 man-made chemicals have been introduced since World War II. Our bodies were never designed to deal with that. Our livers are bogged down. We also have depleted soil systems. 
So we're not getting the same nutrient content from our food to support our liver in excreting toxins, let alone just getting the nutrients into our body that our body needs in order to thrive. Yeah. And people tend to think, well, I'm not sick, so I'm fine. So I don't have to worry about me right now. And we don't see what's going on inside our body. And we're very quick to ignore symptoms as aging or seasonal allergies or genetics and think there's nothing I can do. So I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Or even like with me, I sometimes think, oh, I got to suck it up, be stronger. You know, that's also a huge message. Right. And especially that's where our stress levels are coming from, because you got to work harder. Right. You got to do more. But what's happening is it's all going on inside our body. Nobody say there's somebody today who has a diagnosis of heart disease or diabetes or cancer or Alzheimer's. They didn't go to bed 100% healthy last night and just wake up with that today. It's been building in their body for months, sometimes years. Alzheimer's can be 20 to 30 years, Mm. right? All of these are lifestyle diseases, even Mm. some forms of cancer. And when we know what we can do to take better care of ourselves and we learn how to do that, our body responds. It loves it. It starts responding very quickly. And we start feeling better. We have more energy. The aches and pains go away. We sleep better, et cetera, et cetera. Headaches go away. Skin rashes go away, et cetera, et cetera. So then we're motivated to keep doing it. It's really not that hard to shift from that highly processed diet into a more nutrient dense diet. That highly processed diet has only 17 nutrients needed out of 90 that we need to to function at an optimal level. So we're going around nutrient deplete. In the first world, we are malnourished and people don't realize it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, There's, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Wayne Dyer in one of his books. He gives a a beautiful analogy that uh, has stuck with me for a really long time. He talks about if you were told you can have any car you wanted, you get to pick the car that you, your dream car, but it's only going to be, it's going to be your only car you're ever going to have in the entirety of your life. Go pick your car. And then what are you going to do? And he says, most people will make sure they take darn good care of that car because it's the only car that they're ever going to have. And that's what we need to be looking at our bodies like that is the only vehicle it is. It's the only vehicle that we, we have. So we need to be making sure it's well nourished and maintained and in good shape that the lifting the hood, looking under the hood and making sure everything is in good, good order. And I thought that's, you know, so interesting, but we, so many of us don't do that. We don't treat our bodies like that one beautiful vehicle that we can cherish for our whole life. And I love that. And I love the work of Wayne Dyer. And I hadn't heard that before, but I do use the car analogy all the time, because as I said, if we recognize that our health is an asset, let's treat it like we treat other big assets in our life, our home, right? Mm -hmm. And our car, we clean our home, we renovate our home, we replace things in our home when they need replacement. Our car gets an annual oil or annual, not even annual, twice a year oil changes and services, et cetera, et cetera. And yet we're not treating our body with that same respect, exactly as you're saying, and as Wayne Dyer says. And the other thing that's super interesting is, you know, if your car needed a new engine tomorrow, 
you'd find the thousand dollars or whatever, 2000, however much it is to do it. Right. But when there's something going wrong with your health and you get told, well, it's going to cost a thousand dollars or $2,000 in order to, you know, work on this and figure it out and bring you to a new place of health. Very often people are like, oh, I can't afford it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's still that mindset is I'm going to prioritize my vehicle. I'm going to prioritize my house, but I'm not prioritizing that one vehicle I have for life. And so it is a mindset shift that we need to teach humanity. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my passions and missions. And it's fascinating because the doctors in ancient India and ancient China were not paid if their villagers got sick. That's so interesting. They made sure their villagers knew how to be proactive Mm. in their health. And we've lost that today. Yeah. You you talk about that in something I listened to, one of your podcasts, I think it was. uh, And you quote uh, something from uh, Jan Jensen's book, Breast Health Exposed. Mm -hmm. A woman with breast cancer is worth 800,000 to 1.2 million. A woman without breast cancer is worth nothing. That's shocking. And maybe not totally surprising that we have this, this industry that is literally feeding on our disease and illness, but I I don't know, do you want to comment to that a little more? Yeah, that's one of my biggest frustrations with our healthcare industry today. And it comes down to the fact that big pharma, unfortunately, prioritizes shareholder profit over human health. Mm -hmm. And we see that over and over again. The reason we have so much chronic illness in our world today is that big pharma has so much power. And what they're doing is looking for the next blockbuster billion dollar drug. How do they achieve a billion dollar drug? By having people take it day in and day out every day for the rest of your life and more and more people doing so. Mm -hmm. So their research is not even looking into healing. Their research is looking into masking symptoms and putting people on a drug that they need forever. Mm -hmm. And it's such a broken system. Yeah. And then between them and the insurance companies are doctors who went into medicine to help people heal are stuck in a system that ties their hands behind their back. And they're only allowed to be writing prescriptions. And I was talking to a pharmacist in the US the other day, and she told me 98% of doctor's visits result in a prescription drug. Mm-hmm. I was talking to well, another doctor. Wait, wait a minute. What do you mean that their, their hands are tied, that they're only able to prescribe? So it's very rare that they have time to um, get enough information from the patient to mm-hmm. truly understand what's going on for that patient and offer alternatives. Hmm. If you go to the doctor and you say, this is what's going on, they will offer you a prescription and there is very rarely an, or you could do this or that or the Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. And if you go in asking about that, or sometimes they'll say, and I know this has happened to people, they'll say, well, you can go research it on your own. I don't know. Yeah, that's happened to me. It's really discouraging. And I I wonder too, you know, like, so I, I have been quick to turn to medications uh, at times in my life. Um, Most recently, I'm going through menopause and um, deciding to go on to uh, hormone replacement therapy. And um, 
I did research a little bit about, I, well, I did research um, some alternatives and ultimately felt overwhelmed. And the easiest thing to do was to just, you know, I, was, I needed to sleep. <laughs> I was tired of these, this, this heat, um, these heat hot flashes, night hot sweat. flashes yep. <laughs> and not being able to sleep and whatever. And so I'm like, okay, just, you know, sometimes I feel like life is better through chemistry. And, um, you know, I say that now talking to you and I'm like, I'm cringing that I have that I've had that attitude, but I know a lot of people who have had that attitude as well. And sometimes it just feels like there's so much information out there. How do you decipher what mm -hmm. is, what is going to really help you? And I'm not an expert and I don't want to be a health expert. That's right. not where my zone of genius is. Right. I want somebody to tell me what I need to do and fix the problem. And, um, the medicine that I've taken for my, um, my hormones has fixed the problem. I feel great, but there's a piece of me that goes, Hmm, I wonder, I wonder how, how good this is for me in the long run. So I don't know if you have any comments on that. You know, you can, you can lay it on heavy on me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do agree with you. There's so much information out there and it can be overwhelming and you don't even know what's the correct information or what's not. Like, I completely understand that and get that. And so that's why I do what I do. That's why I have my podcast. That's why I go on other people's podcasts, because the more often I can share my message that there are options out there, the more people I can reach. So people in your shoes can go and see what the doctor has to say, and then maybe come and see what I have to say, and then decide what's the right path for you. And it's not just me. There's lots of other integrative health practitioners. There's naturopathic doctors as well, right? But sometimes it is a matter of you got to first know they exist. And people don't know that right now. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's getting that message out there. And it's Again, big pharma has so much control that, you know, ads on TVs constantly, et cetera, et cetera, you know, paying for, you know, election campaigns, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone knows about big pharma, yeah. but not everyone knows about the alternatives. Right. So, and for you, um, yeah, the work that I do, I run labs that are based on saliva labs. So we can see exactly where your hormones are because they are changing throughout our life. This has been my experience, you know, my own journey as well is balancing my hormones and when we see where they're out of balance, then we know how to support the body naturally. And going into perimenopause and menopause, our hormones very often are out of balance. And hormone replacement therapy, the, the downside to that, you said lay it on heavy, is <laughs> the body will stop making hormones on its own. And uh, you become dependent on that uh, for life. Oh, that's because not good. When, when we use natural remedies, mm. then the goal is to wean people off after a four to six month protocol, because we've brought the body back into balance, at which point it can start doing it. It's what it needs to do itself. Right. So, well, I think after this show, you and I should set up an appointment for me to do what I need to do and at least get the education. Right. Cause I, exactly. I have, I'm, I'm guilty of, I just want this dealt with. And I'm so and I busy. I completely understand that. And I, I've been there. I've had the night sweats. I've had the hot flashes, et cetera, et cetera, and want to deal with it. But in my journey, I met this naturopath over 20 years ago. And so for various things in our family's health, I had gone to her. And then now, you know, in my journey, I'm actually offering the very same things that I was getting access to through her before. And it's, it's been highly effective for me. Mm. Um, I was getting hormonal migraines back in my twenties before I had kids, probably late twenties. 
and they suddenly got worse. And I went to my doctor and said, why are, you know, my hormones or my migraines are worse. Why are they worse? And she didn't have an answer. She didn't have a test. She just said, let's give you a higher dose medication. And my reaction was, I don't want a higher dose medication. I want to know why, because if I know why, then I can do something about it. And so that's when I turned, I found a naturopath, turned to that naturopath. And she said, yeah, let's run your saliva test. Let's see what your hormones are doing. And guess what? My progesterone was really low. And that was a common trigger of hormonal migraines. Mm. We boosted my progesterone level. I actually wrote a blog on this this week. Horrible tincture vial stuff. (laughs) But I took it every teaspoon every day for two weeks. And guess what? My migraines basically went away for seven years. And then they came back, but our hormones are always changing. Right. Right. And now I've had two kids, et cetera, in between. And uh, so I went back to her and asked for more of that horrible vile stuff. And she wanted to do another whole workup and lab tests. And I said, no, look, this is what it was before. Give me this stuff. I wouldn't be asking for it because it was so horrible if I didn't think I needed it. (laughs) And if it doesn't work, I'll come back and we'll run the labs again. But it worked for another five years. Then I hit uh, perimenopause. And now they were different. So I did go back and ask to run that lab again, because I knew the results were going to be different. And sure enough, they were because now my estrogen was low, my progesterone was low, and my testosterone was low, right? And so now that's a lab that I will run uh, at least once a year. In fact, I just ran it this morning. So I have a bandaid on my finger here, (laughs) so that I can see where my hormones are at. Because when we run these even proactively, it just gives us those early, early warning signs of things going sideways, yeah. right? You're lifting the so, hood and looking under and making sure exactly. everything is well tuned. Exactly. That's, that's really interesting. Um, what you do work on gut health as well. Like that, that tells you a lot about, um, tell, just tell us a little bit more about the gut health work that you do. Cause I know so it's a big thing. Gut health is incredibly important in understanding it. And in fact, Hippocrates said over 2000 years ago, all disease starts in the gut. And modern day epigenetics has only come to prove that true very recently. Mm. What we now know is that we all have our genetics and we used to blame our, you know, if we got diseases, oh, I've got bad genes. My mom had high blood pressure. My dad had this da, 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 da. And it's doomsday, right? But we now know that's not the case. And in fact, only five to 10% of diseases are based solely on genetics. Mm. In most cases, it's 90 to 95% that it's based on the lifestyle factors and the environment. In your control. Yes. And the environment you create inside your body, which comes back to those toxins, right? So when you understand that, that's hugely empowering because you have the choice to create a body that is inhospitable to disease. When you keep your body clean and your inflammation levels at healthy levels rather than chronically high levels, your cells will never trigger those genes to turn on disease. And you just need to know how. And that's where the work that I do and other practitioners on the holistic side can teach people. Did I get this right? So you said uh, we have a choice to create a body that is intolerable to disease? Inhospitable. Oh, inhospitable to disease. Okay. Yeah. Inhospitable Inhospitable to disease. When our body is clean and when it's not inflamed, those genes won't get triggered. Right. And that's how we create that longevity where we're not in a nursing home for the last 10 years of our life. 
right? Slowly dying. We, yeah, that's how we create that longevity where we're not diagnosed with a chronic illness and told that you have to take this pill for the rest of your life and know you can never heal. That's not actually true. It is what our mainstream medical doctors are taught, mm -hmm. but it is not actually true. That dis-ease of your body doesn't have to be a life sentence. What we need to do is understand where the imbalances are and what the root cause is so that we can support the body in coming back into balance, but also in understanding the root cause, we don't heal and then go straight back to it and heal and go straight back to it, right? We so, need to heal and understand the why. So how easy is this to, to manage? Like you go, you do the test and you get your results. And is it like something that becomes labor intensive to manage your health? Or is it like simple adjustments to your routine that anybody can do? Truthfully, it is simple adjustments to your routine that anybody can do. But it also depends on your mindset. Mm. If you believe it's going to be hard, yeah, it's going to be hard. Right. And sometimes for people, any change feels hard. So if you're in that mindset, it's going to be hard. We do it in stages because it can be overwhelming and we need to do one thing at a time. But when it comes to gut health, we're looking at so many things. When we run the labs, we're looking at uh, mold in your gut. We're looking at fungus. We're looking at bacterial overgrowth. We're looking at um, yeast overgrowth. In another lab, we can test for H. pylori. We can be testing for parasites. We can be testing for, you know, poor hydrochloric acid and weak digestion overall. And when we understand all of these things, again, we're going to then know what to do. And knowing what to do might require, uh, for a certain amount of time, a more restrictive diet so that we're not getting all that processed food in that causes inflammation and stress on the gut. We're going to eat a cleaner diet. So we're lowering the inflammation and allowing the gut to heal. For some people that can be like, oh, I can't do that. I can't change the way I eat. This is the way I've always eaten, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what I do is I support people by giving them recipes, giving them meal plans and trying to make it as easy as possible that's so that they can be successful. And that's where that support piece is really helpful. Because when you have someone that's got your back, that believes in you, that you know you're accountable to, you're far more likely to keep going with the program. When you can get your questions answered, when your brain is chirping at you going, this is hard. What are you doing? You don't even know what you're doing. Why are you doing this? Right? We have those conversations in our Holy head. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we fall off unless we can talk back to our brain and go, I do know what I'm doing. And yes, it might be harder, but it's worth it. And I'm going to bring us to a new place of health over here. And you just need to bear with me. And yes, I can get my questions answered. That's where people can be successful. Right. Talk a little bit more about that. I, I heard that in one of your, your, um, your health hacks, talking back to your, yourself, to, to your brain. Mm -hmm. And I've, I believe it was about creating new habits in your life. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit and how we can practice that in our everyday life? Absolutely. It just comes down to awareness as it does with so many things, right? We don't know what we don't know, but then when we do know, what do we do with that information? So now, you know, you can talk back to your brain. <laughs> we have 70,000 thoughts on average in our head every day. How are you talking to yourself? Just stop and think about that. Each thought you have through the day, think about, was that lifting me up or was that pushing me down? Would I say that to my best friend or do I just say that to myself? If I talked this way to my best friend, would I have a best friend? In most cases, the answer is no, because we're so inclined 
to talk ourselves down and be really hard on ourselves. But when we realize we don't have to listen to that voice and we can talk back to it, that's powerful. Now, I know we have two ears and one mouth and we should do more listening and less speaking when we're interacting with other people. But when it comes to interacting with the voices in our head, I tell people to do more talking and less listening. <laughs> voices are unkind, right? So stop be. listening to them. Yeah. Stop listening to them and start speaking back and encouraging yourself and, you know, letting your brain know, I can do this. I've got this. I'm in control. Your brain is charged with keeping you safe. So it knows it can keep you safe right in your comfort zone because you're here and you're alive. Mm-hmm. And the moment you start trying to step out of your comfort zone, your brain starts trying to pull you back. Think about the little butterflies you feel in your stomach, right? When you're about to go on stage and speak or do something new or different, that's your brain sending you a signal. Maybe I shouldn't do this, right? We need to recognize what we're doing, why we're doing it. We're choosing to do it so that we can talk back to our brain and step out of that comfort zone and come to that new place of comfort with better health or, you know, with whatever personal growth we've developed along the way. Yeah. And it's powerful. We just, again, need to understand the workings of our brain and what it's trying to do and recognize that it is our best friend when it stops us stepping in front of a bus, Mm -hmm. but it can be our worst enemy too. And recognizing the difference. Yeah, absolutely. I, I talk a lot about um, learning to listen to your inner voice, but it's the inner voice of wisdom, not that that inner critic, you know, the, the nasty DJ, if you will. Yes. And something that has helped me to distinguish between the two is usually that inner voice of wisdom. Well, the inner voice of wisdom always comes from, from a place of love. That's your soul voice talking to you. That Mm -hmm. critic, that inner critic, uh, is often, if not always coming from a place of fear. So you can feel the the difference between the two. And I think you, you hit it on the the nose um, when you said it's, it's awareness, just being, Mm -hmm. you know, aware of the dialogue that is going on and questioning, questioning it and talking back to it and maybe saying you're, you're lying. (laughs) You know, this is not the truth. Right. Or I'm not going to take that on board right now, or I'm going to rephrase that in a more positive way. Right. And I a hundred percent agree with you about listening to your inner wisdom and that coming from a place of love. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it's just a matter of saying, I hear you and I know you're afraid, Mm -hmm. you know, and embracing that and being okay with that. Yeah. Or I hear you and I know that you're trying to help me, but in this particular moment, I have another way. Right. Yeah. I love that. I might try that. Very cool. Yeah. I know it's practice. I will say that because I didn't know any of this when I was in the corporate world. And again, these were ahas, right? And then I would start practicing it. And it's amazing how quickly, if you start practicing, you, you recognize like, I just said that to myself. I'm not stupid. Why would, you know? Yeah. I might've made a mistake or whatever it is you're saying I'm stupid about, or maybe like I stub my toe and then I say, I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. I was rushing. Why was I rushing? How do I not have that happen again? Right. But we are so quick to even call ourselves names and then just to stop that and say, I'm not. Yeah. And rephrase whatever's going on. And it only takes a second. Yeah. First we have to have the awareness. Absolutely. 
when I was um, perusing your Facebook timeline, I noticed that you have a number of uh, really short health hacks. And I thought we could maybe end the show with one or two little health hacks that you can leave our audience with uh, today. Those little short things that anybody can do that can make a difference in their life. Sure. I love the health hacks because I just want to encourage people to recognize that, as you said, there's so many steps that we can take if we know that will cause improvement in our life. So one of them that's super simple that people might be aware of, but not have taken action on and might not fully understand. And that is the importance of hydration. Mm. Our body is largely made up of water. Our brain is water and fat. Yeah, I've got mine here too, right? <laughs> but how much is the right amount of hydration and what is hydration, right? So first of all, the right amount of hydration on an average day is 50% of your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, 50% is 75 pounds. So you're going to want to be drinking 75 ounces hmm. of hydration, accepted hydration. Now, if you're in a very tropical climate, if you're working out a lot and sweating a lot, then maybe you need to be increasing that. If you're detoxing, then it goes up to two thirds of your body weight. What is acceptable hydration? Well, it's water and you can flavor it with the juice of half a lemon or half a lime and get some good electrolytes in herbal teas, not that aren't caffeinated. And the body actually absorbs room temperature water or warmer much faster than cold water. So <laughs> hydrating with room temperature or warmer is better for your body. Hmm. Things that are not hydration are your coffee, your alcohol, your energy drink, juices, all of these things are not actually considered hydration, even though they're liquids. If you make yourself a really good, healthy smoothie in the morning, um, that is considered hydration. And a lot of people don't realize that they might have four cups of coffee in a day and think, well, then now I've had four cups and that counts. And it actually doesn't because coffee actually can be causing dehydration within the body. So that's one thing. It helps flush those toxins out as well. And in doing so, it helps you know, boost energy, clear skin, all sorts of benefits from hydrating enough. And there's actually water um, jugs that you can buy on Amazon that have the times of the day on it oh. to help you create this habit so that you fill it up to the top. And then by 10 o'clock, you should have drunk this much. And by noon, you should have drunk this much. So oh, just wow. to help create that habit to look at it and go, oh, I haven't been drinking enough. Right. Yeah, and the body is like a sponge. So if you are, haven't been hydrating enough, like most people, as you start to increase your hydration level, you're going to have to urinate a lot more. And you might be thinking, okay, I don't want to keep going to the bathroom, but in about a week's time, the body will be able to absorb more, just like a sponge that you've bought at the store and it's in its plastic wrap and you put it under the tap for the first time after opening it, the water comes down onto the sponge and bounces off each side initially until it starts to absorb enough that you can squeeze it. And then now you can squeeze the whole thing up and it's quite absorbent and you can rinse it out. The body's exactly the same. A dehydrated body is like that dry sponge. And so over the course of a week, it takes a little bit of effort of increased hydration in order for us to become more absorbent too. But our body loves us for it. 
Yeah, that's that's so interesting. Like I've known for a long time that I need to drink more water and that's been a hard habit for me to incorporate in my life. I just actually I just discovered cold brew herbal teas and mm-hmm. that is making a difference because they're more interesting than just right. drinking water. Um, right. But I don't know, do you have any other tips on how to create that habit where you're drinking more water in the day? Because I've been, that's one I'm struggling with. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different flavors of herbal teas out there that, you know, even like the warm ones and I love the warm water, et cetera. So there's hundreds. And so I would just have people try a few different variety. You can buy variety packs, figure out the ones that you like best. I love a ginger tea, a lemon tea. You can even make homemade ginger tea with an inch of fresh ginger in the bottom of the teapot, steep it for 10 minutes. So it's all about finding what you like. And yes, at the beginning, that can be a little bit of trial and error, but when you find something you enjoy, then it's easy to keep drinking it. Right. And then always having it at your desk. Sometimes my husband laughs at me at the start of the day, because I'll be downstairs in the kitchen. I've got my smoothie made and I've got my, um, my mug ready with my herbal tea. And if it's a day where I know that I've just like, I'm in a conference all day, I might have several of these going, right? Because <laughs> they la- they stay warm for eight hours and he's l- watching me carry my drinks upstairs. <laughs> That's awesome, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that I want to be hydrated. Right. Um, so it is, it, again, it comes to a mindset. It comes to yeah. tracking, which is where tracking. having that one that you can buy like through Amazon with the hours of the day, or even, you know, when I work with clients, I have an app and then they can track every time they have finished their their mug, they can track it in their app. So it's helping them track how much they've drunk through the day. Cause if we're not actively tracking, it's easy to forget how many things did I have today. Right. But as you're building the habit, that tracking helps it stay top of mind for you. Okay. That's, that's really great. Um, so I just ordered this. It's, um, it's, a tea pig is what it's called. It's something oh. from uh, yeah tea pigs, and it's cold brewed tea. But it comes with this little um, this glass jar. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it is that it has a tracking system on the top. Nice. There and you so go. When you twist the tracking, so it'll show how many different time um, how many you drunk through the day yeah. i love that and I love so that. i thought oh that's kind of weird i'm not going to use that but i think i'm going to use that yeah now, you should i love that so yeah. tea pig i'll have to check that out yeah that's, that's brilliant great. and that's why right yeah and as you create that habit then you can track it and go look at it have i drunk enough today oh no i need to drink more and so the the benefits are um flushing out your system from the toxins that you're getting and healthy skin you said one other thing. What's uh, what are some other Just benefits? Because of well, our brain is made up of fat and water. So very often people get headaches and they don't know why. And the first go-to that I recommend people to do is literally drink eight ounces of water and wait 20 minutes and see if that headache's gone away. Because uh-huh. as our as our brain becomes dehydrated from lack of water, it's kind of clenching up and then that uh-huh. causes the headache, right? So that's a benefit. But also our whole body, all of our organs and tissues need moisture to function well. Think of anything that's dried up compared to something that's lubricated, right? And so when we have that moisture in our body, everything just functions at a much better level and you you have more energy and you're not, you know, struggling with aches and pains that can simply come from being dehydrated. So simple too, you know, like I love Mm -hmm. it. It's not like you got to go and spend a, you know, couple hundred bucks to drink 
more water, right? It's, uh, exactly. And we've got some of the most amazing water in this corner of, uh, of the planet. So we do. And I will say to that point, depending where you are, you might want to have a water filtration system in your house or like a good Berkey water filter, et cetera, because some municipal water systems do have toxins in them from aluminum to mercury, et cetera, et cetera. And as you're increasing your water intake, you want to make sure it's a clean water intake and bottled water. Isn't necessarily the answer either. I mean, environmentally, it's not great. And the plastics in the bottles can also have toxins in them, et cetera. So you're better off investing in a a good water filter. Hmm. Right. Well, thank you for all of that, all your words of wisdom. I know you have a number of different things that you're constantly offering, number of free workshops and different things to help educate people. Um, If somebody wanted to find more information about you, what's the best way? And we'll put this in the show notes as well, but what's the best way for people to connect with you? So my website is yourguidedhealthjourney.com. There's a contact button from the website. So if anybody wants to reach out with questions, um, they are free to do so. On my website, I have a programs button. And under that, I've got my detox programs. I've got my workshops are listed there, as well as um, uh, programs that you can do online courses that you can do at your own pace, and then group programs that I teach as well. So it's all on the website. I also have a discover your toxic load quiz that people can access and you, you can put in the show notes. It's also on the website, because as I said, we live in a toxic world. And that is the starting point for the work that I do with people, because it's such a change maker for people in three weeks, they can really start to turn around how they're feeling. And then they realize, okay, there's something to this. I want to do more. Right. Right. And, uh, and that's really powerful. So the quiz is there. People can find out their toxic load. And even if it's high, don't beat yourself up. It doesn't matter that it's high. The good news is that you're here, you've discovered this, and now you can do something about it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa. I feel like I learned so much uh, from you in this short time that we spent together. And I will be setting up a, a, a meeting with you to <laughs> explore my hormones. I think that's probably a really good idea. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. And thank you, Joyful Journeyers, for joining us today. And we look forward to catching you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated with you, please visit our website at joyfulinspiredliving.com. Sign up to receive a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom and become a member of the Joyful Inspired Living community. For a deeper spiritual dive, check out our retreats. We offer both in-person retreats on beautiful Bowen Island in British Columbia, as well as online retreats that you can do from the comfort of your own home. And finally, if you liked our show, please leave a review so more people can find it and learn how to access their highest self. And together, we'll raise the collective consciousness.